without further ado, folks, you got the gist of where we're programming. I want to start with Daniel Cohen, though, because Brother Cohen, I know he has a lot to say. This is my good brother, Cohen. Brother Cohen, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic, man. I've been waiting to say this for a while. Let's see if I get it right. Neither snow, nor rain, nor sleet, nor heat, nor fascism. Nothing stops the mail, my friend. Nothing stops the mail. Hey, your mic is coming in a little bit fumbled, or I don't know if you can kind of give us a... I mean, we can understand you, but it's, it's just not the best sound right now. I don't know if you can reduce the... Keep talking. Let's see if we can get it right. How's this? Do we have it right? Do we have it right? I, it'll do. It'll do. That, that'll do. Nice. <laughs> that, that'll do, Daniel, because, you know, since we have the people listening to you, it's fine. First of all, folks, let me tell you, I, I am supposed to be this political guy who just goes by the numbers. And everybody who was talking about the election going by the numbers, I would tell them, just look at the numbers because the numbers says it all and polls are usually right. And even though the polls messed up in the in the cities all around, Mary Ann Cadre, welcome aboard. You know, there are a lot of them that were okay. Now, interestingly, I was doing a six-hour show for KPFT and Brother Daniel Cohen appeared on the show. And I looked at him and I said, hey, what you think? You know, what you think about what's going on? And this young man simply said, Egberto, chill. Everybody needs to chill. The numbers will come in. This stuff isn't over yet. The truth of the matter, I'll be very honest with everybody. You know I talk about my faults as well as not my faults. I was about to cook it in because I wasn't following my own rules. And when Daniel Cohen said, Egberto, let's just make sure and wait Till it's all over, I said, "You know what? This young man is right." Daniel, welcome to Politics and Right. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing. I'm doing well, man. You know, there's there's a lot to learn on the back end of this, but the bottom line is that uh, if you've been fighting against the the Trump administration during this this last few years, you should take a moment today uh, to show, to at least you know pat yourselves on the back and kind of high five everybody else, even if it's uh, the person who's going to wind up in the White House is not the person that we picked in primaries. Um, even if the, even though we know that there's going to be a whole movement after this, and we're definitely going to be uh, movement building and, and working against barriers uh, for a very long time to come, everybody right now um, should take a moment and just acknowledge the fact that even Rush Limbaugh today said that the election is over, that they need to con- essentially said, look, it's it's conceded, it's done, it's 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 in the books, um, this is it, it's finished. Uh, those ballots are not going to come back as Republican ballots. They're Democratic ballots, and they are flipping and flopping all over the place, trying to justify any way that they can to try to change the narrative to say that this was, was a rigged election, and all of it is 100% crap. It is all crap. I don't care who, which of your audience members listening on YouTube right now is is uh, chuckling out whatever conspiracy theory they picked up off the ground or from Alex Jones or from... Q or P or R or S or or whichever other chucklehead they listen to on the internet, you guys are full of crap. Some of you are saying count the votes. Some of you are saying don't count the votes. You got people saying do a redo in Pennsylvania or something like that. You got people out there who are saying the the mail-in ballots were skewed. Listen, if somebody wanted to rig the election, Mitch McConnell would have lost. If somebody wanted to rig the election, Texas would have flipped. If the Democrats had rigged the election, then you wouldn't see the Texas House going to the Republican hands or going into the next legislative session. This was a free and fair election for the most part. And anywhere where there was foul play, it worked in favor of the Republicans because you you guys always suppress and intimidate the vote. You you, you launched a, a nonsense extremist lawsuit 
right here in Harris County that was so ridiculous that two of the plaintiffs on the lawsuit actually wound up suppressing their own voters, Wendell Champion and Sharon Hemphill, they should be ashamed of themselves, and, and basically did everything he could to kind of scare people away from the polls. They shut down nine out of 10 drive-through polling locations on election day because of a BS ruling from a federal court judge, a hard right partisan judge. And in spite of all of the voter suppression and intimidation and attempts to rig the election in favor of the far right, you lost the White House. You lost, you losers, go home. The American people know it and we all know it too. And we're gonna keep scrapping and you know we're gonna do it and you know we're not going away. So you can listen to Q or whatever other conspiracy theory you come up with about the curing and the magic ink on mail-in ballots or whatever it is, but you told people not to vote on mail-in. You downplayed mail-in, and it wound up being Democratic voters. Ha-ha, jokes on you, game, set, match. Bye. <laughs> Whoa, man. I, I, that, hey, you spread misinformation for four years. You say all that stuff. I'm sorry. It, it, your narrative deserves to be ridiculed at this point. Y'all need to wake up. And I, I, I'm not doing it. I'm doing it out of tough love. You opened your show talking about who people should be mad at. I'm mad at people who are spreading around conspiracy theories along the lines of the protocols of elders of Zion and pretending that that has no fallout and has no harm. Guess what? It has harm. It has fallout. It blows up on communities across the United States. It's based on nothing. They need to read a book. They need to get back in line. They need to vote more informed because, as you said before, Trump's been conning them for four years. We have socialism for the wealthy, and we have privatized gains for the wealthy, and then they rip it all out of the pockets of the poor. It's a reverse Robin Hood that's been going on for a really long time, and it's based on identity. But fortunately, there's a multi multiracial, multiple identity, working class coalition that's being formed right now that is centered on ideas that's pushing back against that and that coalition is going to win in the long run so they could they should give up the conspiracy theories they should give up all the hucksters that are talking in tongues and give up on any hope of retaining the white house because we're going to drag that loser out of the back of the white house with a cane and leave him in a field in nebraska like he did to his own supporters wow you know that is so you know i mean you're you you were you said that with a whole lot of passion right but in effect you know the guy got over 30,000 people infected with all these damn rallies as well as over 700 dead people because of these rallies. And, you know, and that's why, if you notice, I titled the show today, Trump supporters should direct their anger at him for conning them, for conning them into believing that this uh, disease is not as bad as it is, for conning them into believe that he did something to help them. Uh, that little tiny, tiny tax cut that he gave to the masses, he took back with the, with the, with the confounded health care, with the confounded all the other things, while all the money went straight up into his friends' hands. And, and, and the thing about it is you have to find a way to get into our friends on the right's head to let them know this is what was done, not by us, but by him to you. Hey, hey, they seem to be respected people who speak with passion, even if they don't make any sense. Maybe they can respect somebody who speaks with passion who actually makes a little bit <laughs> I mean, look, guys, he's been conning people. He's been building up a movement that's conning people. Um, it's time for you to come around. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Hey, Daniel, you've got fans. Paul, Pamela Mattox says, Dan Cohen, you rock. Speak it like <laughs> it is. That's how we will be heard. Condemn. And then, uh, you know, so I mean, hey, I'm telling you, you know something? That, the, the good thing about what's going to happen now, right? And, and I, I want to make people aware of something. We're not complete. By the end of 
all this vote counting, there are kind of going to be 48 uh, Democratic Senate, well, 46 Democratic senators, two independent senators who caucus with Democrats, and 50 uh, Republican senators. That's what we're going to have at the end of this election, unless we are able to flip Alaska. I'm not sure if we're going to be successful in doing that. Okay, it'll be it'll be closer than people think, but who knows really one way or the other. I mean, just because you know Alaskans have their own streak, and then there's the the runoffs in Georgia or, or what happens, and there might be other things that kind of unfold. But I mean, you know, at the end of the day, look, in terms of the White House, in terms of a referendum on Trump, you're going to be looking at a four million uh, four million popular vote margin. You're going to be looking at an electoral popular vote margin. Biden's probably going to clear. He's probably going to clear 300 electoral votes. I think I looked at the map. I think somewhere around 313. He's going to do 306. He's going to clear 306. And he's going to clear about in excess of 5 to 6 million people over Donald Trump. So when we look at it, it, what drives me crazy is all of those who are complaining about, first of all, the Constitution has an undemocratic aberration in it that you can win by so many votes and still not be the, you know, in other words, a minority rule in the country. These guys should be happy that nothing broke out during the Trump administration being so bad, being led by the minority. Now, think oh, about yeah. if that happens again and again. Now we have it two consecutive terms that a president is elected by the minority of the country. That is untenable. They should be. Oh, yeah, they, 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 love to, they love to talk about the tyranny of the majority. What about the tyranny of the minority? In other words, known as just tyranny, you know, where a small number of people control the mat, like the, the rules for the large number of people, which is what's been going on in the United States. And there's outsized population in Wyoming. These people would rethink the Electoral College really, really quick if 80,000 Democrats moved to Wyoming next year. They would all rethink the Electoral College. Nobody would be in favor of it anymore. Hey. Exactly. They have pulled the wool over people's eyes. Why does D.C. have no representation in Congress? I seem to remember hearing something in history class about taxation without, what was the other word? Representation. Yeah, and we have territories all over the United States that don't have any representation in Congress. The only representation they have is the president and the vice president, which is the same representation that everybody in the United States has across the board that is the totality of the nation. But when they need funds, nobody's there to go to Congress. That's why Puerto Rico got left out in the cold. And so, you know, all these folks who are saying, like, who, are, who, are, who are raising a ruckus about taxes, right? It's based on that principle. It's based on the fact money goes out and then you're part of the union and you get all the benefits of the union, including a a clear and common defense, which obviously Puerto Rico was not apparently in Trump's mind entitled to because a hurricane attacked them and he didn't help. And then he spun it around and spun the news cycle and somehow convinced a large swath of people across the country that he did help because they didn't look closer at the details. I mean, you got to start looking at this stuff, my friend. Well, you know what else? Uh, Let me tell you, the the next, first of all, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about how we're moving forward now. I mean, uh, and this is something that I really want to get your thoughts on. Numero uno, like I, I explained what happens with the senators at the end of the counts and when everything is sort of gone through. After that, we have two senators in Georgia that we must win. I think before, you know, I, I, this is what I said. I decided to support Brother Biden, even as he wasn't the progressive that I wanted, as a stepping stone to what we need to get accomplished for the masses of American citizens, okay? 
So I think we have to work in this frame together right now up until January 5th to get those two senators so that we can never use the Senate as an excuse as to why we're not doing the progressive policies most Americans want. In other words, remember, I want, I want everybody to listen to me here. This is very important. There are a lot within the establishment of both parties that will be happy to have that split government Senate on one side and, uh, and the Democrats running the presidency. Because in other words, our foreign policy is going to be, hey, okay, and we'll have a Senate that is going to financially support the plutocrats. They'll be happy with that. And they will be happy to say it's the Republicans' fault. They said for Obamacare, the reason we didn't get the public option, it was the Republicans' fault. The reason we didn't get single-payer, it was the Republicans' fault. Forgetting what's the name of that senator from uh, that really blocked it. I don't remember his name right now. Nation? No, it's another one. The one from Connecticut, I believe, or, or one of those, those states. Well, I don't know, man. You know it's your issue. You know, yeah. I healthcare I, backward and forward. But, right, I, but I forget who he is, but... Okay. What we want is we want a Senate, a Democratic Senate, that now we have no excuses. Because let me tell you something, Daniel. If in these two years we don't come, we got people to come out to vote on both sides. They came out to vote. We know a group were voting on the wrong issues. We know that. From a mathematical perspective, we know that the, the other folks that won this election were on the right side of history. Now, we got people to vote that would never otherwise vote. You worked hard for that. Many, many activists out there were in the field working for that. If we don't deliver something tangible, those voters that voted for the first time, those young voters that put their hopes into everything you told them, Daniel, they won't be there, and we'll relapse into the same status quo crap. So what we got to do is get out there and fight like hell, all hands in Georgia, after this election is counted. Get those two senators, and at that point, we have to be in the skin of the establishments, plural. Your thoughts? Oops. That, yeah, your thoughts, Daniel. Oh sure. I mean, look, you got squishy senators, uh, you know, within within the Democratic Party too, who you're going to have to have in depth conversations about, uh, you know, and, and you're going to have to pass uh, policies that actually deliver on kitchen table issues, housing, um, making sure people actually have food in their fridge, making sure that people, uh, you know, have health care and stuff like that. You're going to have to make make that stuff happen, and yeah, you have to deliver tangible results, but it's bigger than just the Democratic Party. It's actually the entire country when it comes to that. Exactly. I, there are, there's other stuff that I don't know it precisely how you fix as well, and I want to I give you like an example of that, and I'd love it if the, the, the right-leaning, the people who lean right on immigration in your audience, I'd love if they would just listen to me for like two minutes here, right? Like no less than that. I, well, I'll get off the soapbox, but look, the problem is that at some point, our immigration system became militarized. And here's why that's an issue, okay? Because we have people who are in South America, Central America, Mexico, who are living under conditions that were created because of nasty foreign policy 
and coups that were executed by the CIA and by their friends and because of nasty trade deals that were passed by neoconservatives and neoliberals. The same people that y'all have been railing on, they were the ones that did all this stuff. And when you militarize the border, then what you've done is you've created a blockage from these people who are fleeing the conditions that were created by all of these folks in the first place. So now, instead of stamping their passport, they have to risk life and limb so that they can come across the border. And then what they do is come and work jobs in the United States, most of which are beneficial to the economy, some of which are things like going to the Northwest and picking strawberries and cherries and blueberries, which end up in many of your refrigerators. If you have one of those, then it's, it's more than likely that you've had something from, say, Washington State or California that was picked by someone who had to sneak across the border. And we know, all of the corporations know that this is happening. They're encouraging it. They're just breaking labor law to make it happen. Instead, it would make a lot more sense if we could figure out a way that there is passage for laborers who are beneficial to the economy so that they do not have to risk their lives and we could stop screwing around with nasty foreign policy that has blowback and implications for workers on bo both within our borders and also outside of our borders. And we could stop, you know, using war and using one-sided trade deals as a cudgel. Trump told the president of Mexico that the, he had to use a national security force that he raised explicitly to fight the cartel to instead guard the border. So now the cartel gets to run rampant around Mexico. Well, what happens when the cartel runs rampant around Mexico? Uh, around Mexico? People leave and come north. And then what, he proposed, what Trump proposed as a solution to this is to stick a wall there. Are we a nation of six-year-olds, my friend? We can come up with better solutions than these on all of the different issues. And these are the conversations that we should really be having. And the only people who are understanding these issues in Congress right now and putting forward solutions that actually make sense are the Justice Democrats and their few friends. And we know that they're the ones that understand it, and we know that they don't take smack. And the reason we know that is they're primarying powerful Democrats and kicking their asses to the curb. So there are people out there. There is a movement of populists out there. You won't find it in the Republican Party. You're going to find it in the Democratic Party. The only people who are fighting nasty, warlike, wealthy corporate types in all of American government are the left. They're the progressive branch. They are the Democratic wing of the Democratic Party which they are still making progress and they are, they're, 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 they're swinging at leadership and they're taking seats. You don't have that in the Republican Party. The uprising in the Republican Party is QAnoners. It's guys like Madison Cawthorn, who uh, as an attack ad hit his opponent for working with quote unquote non-white people like Cory Booker. I mean, he's barely hiding this stuff. You know what this stuff means. You can see what they're trying to do. They're using the language of division to rip apart America because they don't care about the progress that comes out of the back end of this. But there's a smarter way to think about these issues. And the only people who are looking at the smarter way to think about these issues are, are the people in the progressive uprising. Please, my friends, do not buy into... So, uh, Madison Avenue fear campaign that somebody is making money off of. 
right? Because when you go and you pull a lever for their candidate, then they get to justify their extreme bottom line. They are making fools of you, or at least trying to. Think about these things a little bit deeper than what, you know, some guy who supposedly in your mind speaks his mind actually says. Because just because a guy's speaking his mind doesn't mean that he's telling the truth. I get why people actually like it when somebody comes out and says something coarse and rude. Because we have people politely lying to us for years before that. But I also think that it is a very good thing that we yanked him out of the back of the White House with a cane. Again, he's a loser, okay? Drop-dead loser. That was a meltdown that we saw in that press conference. He just melted into a puddle in the middle of the stage. He knows he lost. You know he lost. Everyone knows he lost. The fact that they're spinning an alternate reality right now tells you that they know how badly he lost. They're going to try to take it to court? I don't think so. I don't think that the, even the far-right justices in this system want to betray the closet racists on behalf of a guy who, whose mind is so far all over the place that he can't come up with one sensible policy. None of it makes sense. It doesn't matter what you put on, what kind of shine you put on this. None of these policies have made sense over the last four years. He has no health care plan. His immigration plan makes no sense. It's completely backward. His tax plan just gave a bunch of money to wealthy people. He has no COVID plan whatsoever. We are in the middle of a pandemic. We have the evidence that says that it's obviously a, a real problem. We know that masks actually work. We know that his rallies spread the disease. I mean, wake up. Wake up and smell what's going on. We welcome people to come in and realize that a working class multiracial coalition based on ideas is the, the way forward, right? We welcome everyone in and then we let the ideas fight. And what you land on when you actually do that is the progressive ideals of, say, an AOC. They've, they've turned her into a boogeyman or boogeywoman, however you want to put it. But at the end of the day, look at her policy. She's actually talking about things that are good for people and put food on the table. It is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Let me, let me cut in at all a, bit, a little sure. bit here real quick because you are on fire. And everybody uh, says you should be running for something. You know, I've told you that several times already. Um, then li likewise, uh, Daniel Cohen speaks truth to power. Pamela Mattox. Uh, Bridge MCP, is Daniel running for something? He should. He should. I'm a proud, proud precinct chair. That's what we got. <laughs> He's a precinct chair. Absolutely, he is. Uh, and so, yeah, Daniel is on, Jesse O'Quinn. Daniel is on fire. He is absolutely correct. Uh, let me tell you something. And, and uh, I don't know how these, I don't know how otherwise intelligent people fall for the Q thing and all these misleading things that are saying. But I think having folks like you make that invitation because what happens is they make the left look as if we are out there burning things down we're we're destroying people's life what we're saying is come on in come on into the fold with your ideas this is how we can actually get solutions i love what you had to say daniel give me a closer because we got to move on with the rest of the program but man you are on fire and uh, i just love having you here that's why you're here all the time brother I appreciate you, Alberto. First of all, I appreciate you as a member of the free and independent press. We need
everything that you're doing. If y'all want to learn more about our organization, it's Indivisible Houston. That's what, like One Nation Indivisible. The, Houston, like the fourth largest city in the United States. IndivisibleHouston.org. Join the movement. Do something. If you could do a little bit more right now, then now is the time to do it. If we can make sure that civic engagement and volunteerism is part of the fabric of the country that we have, then we can change the country for the better, no matter what you believe. And again, Y'all are licking your wounds because this guy got dragged out of the back of the White House with a cane. Look, we'll have the conversation. Just think a little bit deeper about it. Don't be listening to Q people and the forums and stuff like that. Look at what the progressive uprising is doing right now. These policies are actually putting food on the table. And, and we need to fight for those things. We want to make sure that people have a life of dignity. We want to make sure that everybody has housing. We want to make sure that, the, that people are not reaching into the pockets of the poor so that they can pay the wealthy. If that's the stuff that you believe in, that's the stuff where I believe in as it is. And there's going to be a movement forming to push back against all that stuff. that's happening now. Again, if you want to reach out, it's indivisiblehouston.org. I love you, Roberto. I appreciate you, man. Beforehand, how can they support your movement? I mean, you can get involved and volunteer. There's room for everybody out there. Donations are fine, of course. But, I mean, I, what I really would love to see is everybody doing their small part, whether that means talking to your neighbors, knocking on doors, and getting involved in the electoral side of things, whether that means protests, or if you're an artistic person, photography, videography, whatever it is, there's all kinds of ways for you to get involved. If you're not in Houston, there's other indivisible groups across the United States, and there's other groups across the United States, too. Love the work that DSA is doing. Love the work that our revolution is doing this is like brass tax support for people people who are wrongly incarcerated there's groups there that actually point it out for everybody that's ever had a don't tread on me sticker on the back of their truck you want to see the biggest treading look at what's going on in our prison system look at what's going on in our criminal justice system look at what's going on with policing in cities across the united states right now there's room for everybody in the movement there's going to be something that is going to light you on fire in a way that is going to make you want to get your hands dirty and make you want to work. So do it. Let's get involved. Let's volunteer. And if you're not in Houston and you just want to kick it around, just email us. Just send us an email through the website, and I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I think of things and how we can make for a better world. Let me tell you something, folks. Uh, I am much older than Brother Cohen here. And in politi- when we're talking politically about where we're going and all of that, I never feel right unless I go ahead and have a little conversation to to kind of calibrate because these are the guys that are going to bring us to the next bring us to the next level. These are the guys that we're leaving this country to. So is it, aren't these the guys that should be out there making a hell of a lot of these decisions and coming up with the ideas instead of all the old stuff that has gotten us where we are today. Brother Daniel J. Cohen, president of Indivisible Houston, and likewise, a great Houston activist. Love you, brother, and we'll talk. Love to you, man. Good to talk to you, Berta. All right, brother. Thank you so kindly for being here, sir. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.